Bro, 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 bro. Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Oh, but yeah. out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm <laughs> all about I'm all about That's it. That's a t-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By. Thanks for listening, everyone. I am Mike Shooter Marcus, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mike Forrest, a.k.a. the King of Nerds. But, but, that's not all. Joining us for the very first time on this new version of Drive-By, the one, the only, he's out of hiding, he was hanging out with Bigfoot, we recently found him, the high-fiving motherfucker himself, A.J. Spurgeon, the elitist, have arrived. What's up, guys? Mike, A.J., how's it going? Hey, just been kicking it with Bigfoot, man. <laughs> kicking it with Bigfoot. The always smiling, constantly jiving, high-fiving one is here, ladies and gentlemen. We have the full-blown elitist staff in the house. First time It's ever. a new day. It's a yes, new it day. Is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Glorious. Let's just do all the gimmicks right now that all the marks do. <laughs> right. Freaking Let's roll through now. it. <laughs> all right, guys. Elitist so out of nowhere. We got uh-huh. Out of nowhere. The Elitist Empire. Super kick party. Full motion. <laughs> All right, guys. So we have a we have a lot of stuff on our plates, a lot of stuff to get to, and there's three of us. So this is an awesome experiment for everyone. So I hope you all enjoy. Uh, we're just gonna get right into it and roll in. I, as of this recording, it's not quite breaking news, but right before this recording, uh, breaking news: uh, Enzo Amore has been cleared of all charges. Uh, actually. From what I'm hearing and reading, there were never even charges brought to him. They did not even have enough evidence to bring charges to even attempt that journey to start a trial. So here we are, man. Enzo, according to the law, wasn't even close to doing what he is being accused of, which is a heinous act of raping a chick. Uh, that brings a lot of questions, and the whole thing that set this three-way talk up guys this three-way dance this uh triple threat match whatever you want to call it if you will is 
a conversation between the three of us where, I'll be honest, the mics over here were like, yeah, dude, doesn't matter. This dude's still done in his WWE career. And then we got AJ over here putting his two cents in, and you didn't quite agree with that, did you, AJ? I did not. Um, Enzo is just one of those type of, and I hate to say talents because he's really not that talented in the ring, but he's so good at just <laughs> getting your attention, and he's so good at, and not just, I guess not just kayfabe, he's not just good at pissing people off, but pissing people off in the back too, but like, he is a such a draw, like when when it was a dead cruiserweight division and it was seriously like crickets watching it, he could come out there and get like, somehow I'm like, wow, I'm kind of interested in what he's saying. And then I'm, by the end of it, you're like, I'm really interested in what he's saying. So I, I think, I, I, I stand by, I just really think that, Vin, you know how Vince is, he he sees something that he likes and even if it's something that like, I think especially if it's something that nobody else likes, like he's, he goes with it and I think we see Enzo Amari back within the calendar year. Do you really think he was a draw though? I guess it, I mean it could be that there was literally nothing else going on so when there was a little bit of light it seemed like there was a lot of light and what I mean by that is like since there wasn't anything good in the cruiserweight division because Austin Aries was pretty much weeded out at that point Neville was gone pretty much well he left and he was only there for the first like month of Enzo Mare but I do I like I love listening to this dude talk I love listening to him talk shit I like heels I like I like guys get on there and talk smack run their mouth and everybody hates them so like to me he was he was that type See, I feel like that that was the idea, and I think he actually made a division worse. Uh, Mike, I don't know how you feel about any of this, and I mean, I have an idea, so <laughs> let the people know. I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't like Enzo Amore. I thought Enzo Amore was well, a fine yeah. talent in a tag team. Yeah, uh, especially on the mic. I don't even think I probably would have minded him as a singles wrestler. I don't really pay much attention to 205 Live, but the people that I talk to that watch 205 Live, my understanding is was that he was part of the problem. Now, again, yes, yes. that might throw over to something like the AJ was saying, you know, uh, some people were gone, they were missing some talent. But my understanding is that he was part of the problem. He was... On a show that was supposed to be about good workers, he was a stick man, and he had the top title. I don't. And was not a good worker. I don't. And he wasn't a good worker. I. But again, awesome stick man. Do I think there's a place for him in professional wrestling? Sure, I sure do. There's always a place for a guy. I'm interested in everything he has to say. I love it. I eat it up. Uh fans eat it up i don't care what anyone says in hindsight now that they're like oh he was always worthless no he wasn't shut up everyone loved him especially the internet marks when they debuted on raw the internet marks went crazy yeah there's a great place for him in wrestling i just don't know if it's with wwe right well and that that kind of that kind of leads into the next part of this guys like and we'll let we'll let you take this back aj and I already know your answer, but will WWE rehire him? They do. Um, I think. And when? I think I think we'll see him between SummerSlam and Survivor Series. 
because there's so much going on that we, it's not that they, he's not an, like a guy, like, we have to go out and get to him. We have to go out and get this guy. We have to go out and make sure before anybody else signs him, it's not going to be like that at all. I think, in fact, it's going to be the opposite. He's going to know, like, okay, TNA is going to be all over him, but are we worried? You know, uh, Ring of Honor, maybe, maybe not, because it, they're more about wrestling than talking. And New Japan, fuck no, he would get destroyed in New Japan, um, talent-wise and just, uh, I guess, just overall. But he, I, he just, for some reason... Promos don't matter when you don't speak the language. Right, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's not going to make a difference at all, because he's not like that top-tier talent. He didn't really ever woe you with his abilities. He, the best thing about him was watching big cast Dorema people. So, and when it comes to wrestling, but like... I just think, you know, um, and may- maybe this is a spot where he looks back and sees, man, I could have just got hit with this rape charge, went to prison. I, to me, does Enzo look like the guy that looks at things in hindsight and, the, and sees silver lining and shit like that? No, but maybe. And I, and I think they still take a chance on him, and we'll see him before uh, this, the, what would it be, for the calendar year, it would be seen between the third and the fourth big show. The big four of the year. I kind of agree with that. Look, I'm, I kind of agree with some of what he said there. Uh, he can't yeah. work Ring of Honor. He can't work New Japan. No, no. I, 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 I think, I think if he were to come back to WWE, I actually think you have a pretty good timeline set up there too, AJ. Uh, probably back end of after SummerSlam, kind of in that little dead period there where we're going in the Survivor Series and then Rumble. That's pretty pretty good call, but like see, my answer is no. I don't think they hire him back. I think that I think that this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think they were just, they were ready to get rid of him, but we're like, man we committed to this guy. We made him our champion. This still isn't working. He's not liked in the back. Even his tag team part ex tag team partner no longer likes him it's just stuff piling on and piling on and piling on and i think that not that they were happy that this happened but they were like you know what here's our out screw it so i don't think they go back to him let me weave a tale if i may as i'm known to do you you may as i'm known to do well it is my show also uh, you are a storyteller as well. I am a storyteller. <laughs> I have said before, I am a storyteller. I'm a teller of tales. I'm a weaver, weave it for I'm us, a Mike. weaver weave of it. words. <laughs> so. I miss you guys. A few months back, <laughs> my wife says to me, and I'm going to tell a story now, and it's going to be about my wife's friend. And it's not going <laughs> to paint this woman in a very good picture, and maybe not me either. But she doesn't listen to this show, and you people already know that I'm a fucking dickhead. So here we go. There we go. So my wife comes to me, and she says, my friend, my friend, she's going through a bad divorce right now, and she she doesn't have anywhere to live. Do you think maybe, possibly, and I said, wife, does she need to stay here in one of our spare bedrooms? The wife says, would you mind? Would it bother you terribly? And I say, no, wife. We're doing something good. But, so we uh, say, no, hold on, stay hold here. on. We got, a, we got a story break here. It really fucking bothered Mike. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, I'll even throw it back to the narrator. I'll even throw it back to the narrator. 
Mike was actually not bothered at all. He felt that he was <laughs> truly doing something good for another human being. So we say, you know what? You can stay here for a month. It's all wavy gravy. Don't worry, right? Three weeks later, she sits Three in my seat on the later. couch where everybody knows I sit. She does nothing around the house. She talks as if, like, the place is hers. Oh, you know, like, we'll talk about something we want to do with the living room. She's like, oh, yeah, we could totally do that. There is no weed. Oh, no, she She didn't. talks over everything. Over everyone. You get no chance to talk. She talks for three hours straight about her divorce and her kid and her stepkid and her ex. And you just get no word in fucking edgewise. No There's chance. no peace of quiet in my kingdom. No There's no peace of quiet hell. in my kingdom. No chance of hell. And she does nothing. She does bullshit. Like at four <laughs> o'clock, I'll go to do the dishes, right? Four o'clock in the afternoon, right? And she'll be like, oh, hey, hon, you can just leave those for me. And I'm like, bitch, it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I left them for you all fucking day. All they were fucking supposed day. To be done hours ago. <laughs> hours ago. Meanwhile, you uh. have watched an entire two seasons of Jersey Shore Marathon on MTV2 on my fucking couch in my fucking spot on my fucking couch. Okay? Right? So... Finally, I'm like, look, she can't stay here like this anymore, right? So she's gone for like a week, and then she cuts this fucking slick deal with my wife where it's like, oh, well, like I know Mike works at night, but is it cool if I just stay there on nights when Mike's not there? Because I was like, you know what, tell her, baby, because we're both tired of it. We're both tired of it. I said, tell her, baby, blame it on me. Be like, Mike doesn't want people here anymore. Like, it's it's not you, it's him. I said, I don't care, that's fine, so we do. So then she concocts this fucking deal. So now she's living half the time at my fucking house, half the time at my sister-in-law's fucking house, where my brother-in-law can't fucking stand her either, and then a little bit of time at this other friend's house, who, guess what? Her husband can't fucking stand her either. But her husband was like, no more, bitch. No more. So now she's staying at my house, my brother-in-law's house. My house, my brother-in-law's house, right? So and she's doing all this, like, annoying shit. She's trying to raise my fucking niece. She's stepping in on all this shit. She's constantly, habitually, overstepping her fucking lines. And she does she's nothing, She's an habitual right? line-stepper. Nothing. Right? She does nothing. So my <laughs> wife texts me the other day. I'm going to work, and she's like, she's like, she's like, Okay. I left you a Dr. Pepper in the refrigerator, a cold one for oh, you, so you're ready no, for you to go to work. Oh, no, I know this is going. No, no, not cool. And, not fucking cool And the Dr. No, Pepper. No spoilers. No spoilers, Anthony. Okay. The Dr. Pepper <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't gone. It was there. gone. It was not there. I fucking The Dr. Pepper was gone. <laughs> so oh. you can't see it, but guess what? If you saw my foot, do you know what it'd be doing right now? It'd be getting put the fuck down. And I said, <laughs> I said, to my queen, I said, queen, uh, this bitch must die. <laughs> Not like realistically, but like as far as living in my house. But like this figuratively bitch must and die. physically. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that uh, the rape charge of Enzo Amore was essentially just this bitch drinking my Dr. Pepper. Right. It was just the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's Wait, back. Wait, we were talking about Enzo Amore? <laughs> yes, so, the whole time. The so, whole time. <laughs> just so you guys know, a rape charge in this scenario was equal to a Dr. Pepper. Glorious. And there we it's have a, it. It's a... <laughs> so I totally get where WWE was coming from. You, told, you, you have been in the uh, same exact situation before with your Dr. Pepper. So you it's totally basically the same exact situation. <laughs> 
Basically. <laughs> basically, she wow. she raped my Dr. Pepper. Oh my god. Well, well, fellas, Figured on that me. note, <laughs> since Enzo Amore rape charges is equal to drinking the last Dr. Pepper, oh, I have two more questions for you both. Uh, AJ, will Can you I answer first, Mike? Can I just say yeah. Yes, please. This, <laughs> please do. This dude's, this dude's going to TNA, okay? Uh, that, that was going to be my next question. Oh, okay. Will I'm he sorry. work as a wrestler elsewhere? Yes, he's going so to TNA. So, Mike, you say yes, TNA. TNA. Oh, this dude has TNA AJ. all the fuck over him. Rather if, I'm, I'm TNA, too, through and through. I think I still think that in whatever spectrum this guy is going to end up at WWE and then he's going to fuck up and then he gets put over and promoted and probably heavyweight champion at TNA. Maybe best of all time at TNA. And <laughs> you know AJ Styles is TNA, right? <laughs> I I know what I said and I stand by it, okay? Best ever. So All right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know if it's before or after like the fallout with WWE because it's 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 just gonna happen. He's gonna go to WWE. I don't it may go maybe he goes to TNA first and they're like, Man, that's a gem right there. We should get him back. And then this they get him back. Drew McIntyre. No, look, no, look. They pull him back from there, and then they're like, "You're fired." <laughs> he burns. They make him burn bridges with TNA, and then they fire him. <laughs> like I could totally I see Vince think... doing that. <laughs> I think, in reality, I don't see this guy ever coming back to WWE. WWE. I almost pulled a Kurt Angle there. However, how? However. <laughs> If he does make it back to the E, as we say, he has to get that stank off of him first, and that'll be done through TNA. That's my that's my prediction. How do they how do they book him if they bring him back? Is he gonna get? Because here's the thing: if he's a heel, it's always kind of gonna be in your mind. He's a bad guy who but rapes people. He's a bad but, guy who rapes people. But if he tries to be a yeah. good guy, they will shower yeah. him with booze because that's what fucking yes. WWE fans do. So, oh, you want him so to be what good? Do do? Well, we'll boo his ass. Um, you see, let- they could book him as the underdog babyface, and they could book his accuser as the heel lying <laughs> or doc- girl who cried or rape. Doc- that oh, was horrible. Oh, I can't believe I said it. They should make. <laughs> oh, poor Philomena Sheehan. Ooh, boy! This show's going off the rails right off the bat. Philomena Sheehan on Twitter. He should be and Enzo Amore, or as you know him in the office, Doctor Pepper. <laughs> All right, guys, real quick, we're going to wrap this up. Other jobs for Enzo if he does not continue his path in professional wrestling. Oh, what you guys got? Spoiler oh. alert: uh, Enzo is not good at wrapping stuff up. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, strip club bartender. Mmm, yeah. Or DJ, yeah. probably more likely strip club DJ. Um, we'll probably have to edit okay. this out because it's going to be so offensive, but, uh, receptionist in an abortion clinic. Oh, fuck. Jesus, God. <laughs> Holy shit. He's the receptionist oh there. No, that, that's totally staying in there. I can actually see him with, like, the big, like, the glasses that the, I can't think of her name right Damn. now off the top of my head. My, the, the chick from Ghostbusters, like, the big red rim glasses. And 
Yeah. Come on. You yeah. Hit, oh, my you, God. You hit you here to get the thing? <laughs> See, uh, yeah, you need a you need you need you need a thing you need a thing put in the thing to take the thing out of the thing. Oh uh, is that why you're God. here? That was so welcome, dark. Welcome to the place where you <laughs> because you the put place. the thing in the thing without the thing covered with the other thing, and now you get the thing you don't want in the thing from putting the thing in the thing. My is that what we're doing here? Is Enzo Amore, and I, I am. am a certified, certified whoa, whoa, whoa. abortion clinic receptionist <laughs> and a bona fide creep. And I'm gonna look you in, and you can't convict that. And I am oh gonna look. God. What we got? What we got? We got a couple abortions. Couple Check abortions. it out, bro. Yeah, couple abortions. Got Dude, couple abortions. He could be Vince Russo's podcast. Um, host with him. Oh, oh, bro, 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 bro. bro. Here's the only thing: bro. we need at least fifteen bros <laughs> within fifteen seconds, bro. So if you don't say, bro, hey, hey, bro, hey, 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 bro, save it for the bro. Russo. Save the bros for the end of the show, bro. It's coming, believe me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just blew you just blew my pick out of the water because I was gonna say if Enzo Amore did anything. They need to revive the Girls Gone Wild franchise, and he can be the new host, because I think it's perfect, and you always have in the back of your mind, this is probably something a rapist would probably do, but he's not really a rapist, so it's all cloudy <laughs> with I, a chance to meatballs. I you, know, you, you know how we doing? No, how we doing? How you doing? How we doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I think anything in the adult industry is extremely likely and i think yeah. like he it's so open to him saying how you doing all the time too like no matter what you do in the adult right. industry if you end it with how you doing no matter what it's you're perfect. doing it's a good opening for how you doing and the honest to god truth is we're going to leave it at this guys because we got to move on but the bottom line when you're when you're called enzo and you look like that you have three options in life pro wrestler Mixtape maker or adult industry entertainment. I don't know what else there is. I've got a question. What do you think his name <laughs> is in TNA? Oh. Just Enzo? Zo. Um, Zo. Probably Zo. How about. Uh... Nope. Not going to say Fuck. that on there. Four, hmm. three. That's a good two, question. One. <laughs> All right, AJ, you lost it. No, I, I, I just figured I, I shouldn't say it. It's not good. It's not. It's not good publicity, <laughs> and it's, it's in bad taste. Fair enough. Hmm. All right. Okay, I'm well, gonna say it. His name. That. We'll his leave name, you hanging. Uh, no, his name should be. That's what it should be. Wow. No. I told you I should have said it's in bad taste, I know, but I couldn't leave it out there. I'm sorry. It's not even funny. It's just, ah, that's bad. Ugh. <laughs> I just couldn't get it out of my head. I had to say that it. Might, that one might hit the cutting room floor there, AJ. Guys, hang tight. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get a little bit more serious uh, and, and talk about another breaking news, big news for the week, and why you all just need to calm down. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everyone. This has been an epic drive-by already. I love it. The elitists are here. We're gonna we're gonna take you guys, and I know I call myself the voice of reason. I really think all three of us fit into that category. We're gonna calm things down for you. You're all up in arms about this Ronda Rousey shit and the title match that she's getting, the challenge at the upfront, the NBCs where they're promoting all their big shit. So why not? Use your three top women, because Nia's the champ, so she's now one of the top. Charlotte, absolutely the best female wrestler on this planet. And Ronda Rousey, the biggest name in women's, women's athletics, hands down, bar none. Argue me, I'll tell you you're wrong. She's the biggest name, she's the biggest female athlete in the world. Everyone's freaking out. Is it too early? Yes, it is too early. No, it's too early. It's not early enough. What do we do? You got Ryan Satin crying about her being in a tag match at WrestleMania, and she should have a one-on-one match, and I don't know where he even sits on this point, but, like, nobody's ever happy with what... No matter what these guys do, nobody's ever happy. That's the bottom line. But here we go, guys. Ronda Rousey in a title match for the Raw Women's Championship in her second match... Well, second pay-per-view match. I'm sure she'll get some on the way here. We got a few weeks before uh, Money in a Bank. But... I don't know, Mike. Do you think this is too early, or do you think that this is just storytelling? Because that's what I think. I think it's just storytelling. I think if she wins, it's way too early. But I don't think she's going right. to win. I think this is just to, to further the Steph-Ronda angle. That's me personally. Right. Do you see it as furthering a Steph-Ronda angle, or see I see it more as something with Natty? You think Natty? I think that I think it's the Steph Ronda angle. I think whoever turns heel, be it Nia Jax or Natty, that they're working at the bidding of Stephanie McMahon. Which is a which is a definitely a fair thought. But my see the way I see it, this is uh, this it, okay. I wouldn't be mad if Ronda won. I would agree it was too early, but I wouldn't be mad because guys, let's be honest here. She's a legit badass and could literally beat anyone in that women's division in a real legit fight. We all agree on that, right? I agree. Right. Definitely. Okay. So, it's not out of the question for her to win. However, I, I'm not ready for that just yet. All that being said, we've had this interaction with Natty, you know, after the Superstar shakeup. There's a reason Natty was put over on Raw. And there's a reason that she's been getting strong wins lately or looking better on TV lately. There has to be a reason for that. So I feel like all of this is leading to something with Rhonda. I don't know if it's a... You got to break down this this promo, too, where Nia comes over, challenges Rhonda. Uh, basically, if you didn't see it, look it up, but... They're at these NBC up fronts. They're talking to Rhonda. Charlotte kind of pops into the picture, starts wooing, and asks Rhonda if she can woo. Rhonda woos, and Nia comes over and is like, yeah, but can you do this, and raises the title up, which is a, a, a heel comment, is it not, guys? Yes. Okay. So then Challenges says that she has a contractually obligated title defense at Money in the Bank, and Challenges Rhonda Rousey, which is... Literally the stupidest thing you could ever do as a champion. Like, let me go willingly challenge the toughest person ever. Uh, maybe a babyface move more than a heel move, but still stupid. All that being said, Ronda's response, 
I don't, she literally said, I, I don't feel like I deserve it already. Uh, there's other people who deserve that spot more than me, who put their time in, which I'm sure she was fed this, but was a clever thing to feed. We don't give, no one gives WWE credit, but here she is literally saying, I don't belong in that title match at this point in my career. There are other women that do. All this to me sets something up where Natty is going to take offense to the fact that Ronda just jumped her in line. I think, like, I, I honestly, up until this segment uh, and and the King going and really kind of opening that up for me a little bit, I think the whole time I've thought the same thing. It's been a Natty thing. But it's a bigger picture here is we are going to see something transpire to where, whether it be Natty, whether it be Nia Jax, whether it be Stephanie McMahon herself, something that leads to her losing this match, setting up a match with Stephanie in a singles match at SummerSlam. And because she's a big, she's a big fight, uh, she's a big match fighter like Brock. I mean, it is what it is. Um, whether she be the he, you know, Brock gets his, he gets a lot of sh- uh, shit for it because he's a part timer and he's our champion. But he's a big match fighter, and Ronda's. We're going to show like she's not getting a bunch of matches here and there. She's not going here and on TV and live shows and doing things like that. She has pretty much just been put up there to raise ratings and and spots to to really. I think, like a lot, for lack of better terms, she's just basically sharpening her tools and, and getting better little by little instead of just trying to throw her in there. Because at first I thought Ronda was, I was like, man, she's terrible on the mic. It, it's it's not terrible. It's just, it's hard to watch because like she's trying really hard or it's just not there or something. And then WrestleMania came and it completely changed everything. Like she just, she killed it. But with that being said, I just feel like with what with the upcoming, we have Money in the Bank. She hasn't really been there long enough. Uh, I mean, she hasn't had a singles match yet. You know, maybe she has some in between now and, and Money in the Bank that doesn't change anything. She hasn't had enough matches yet to where that is earned. So is it Nia being set up by Stephanie, telling her to come challenge her so it pisses off Natty, so it turns in something that leads up with Natty and Ronda and eventually leading to Stephanie and Ronda at Mania, or uh, Survivor Series, That's in my opinion. And that, that was really something that was just gathered and the question when you ask Mike and his response, because I've always been, it's something to do with Natty, but I think it's bigger picture, Stephanie and Maine. Yeah, that's, you know, I've already said my thoughts on this, guys. I think bigger picture, it's Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, I think it, you're, uh, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying about Natty. I think that could happen, but I think it'll ultimately all come back around to Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. It could even, it, it, it could even be a, Hmm, how we want to phrase this. It could even lead to a, I don't know, maybe a Nia Jack Stephanie McMahon tag team versus a Natty Ronda tag team, which even then Natty still turns on her, so we're just everyone's turning on her kind of deal, which would be a lot of fun if you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree because, with that. Because then you have, you have this baby face in Ronda who, again, we stated this, like, your baby face should kind of always be an underdog, but Ronda would never really be an underdog in this situation unless every woman on a roster wants to kick her ass. Right. <laughs> you know, especially with one of them being the boss and recruiting, you know, the big nasty heels to take her out. I think that's a fun storyline that we could tell and we could actually 
take this thing to WrestleMania. And, you know, there's rumors that there's a good possibility the female match for WrestleMania 35 will main event and it will be Ronda Charlotte. We could 100% get there with a Stephanie McMahon, Nia Jax, Natty storyline over these next few months. It'd be yeah. a perfect way to build her. Yeah, because that, that's, really really that's a really good long build. Like It's something that you're taking time to tell the story, to implement whatever changes and, and heel turns or face turns that come between now and then, but ultimately ending with that. I mean, <clears throat> if, if you just said that before Mania this past year, I'm like, man, I'm... Just based on what you've seen, her body of work in the E, not necessarily as a, a competitor in whole, because she's she's money. You know, they made a whole freaking division around her just to make you know all that stuff work in the UFC. But like now, saying that that really gives me a huge wrestling boner because man, Charlotte never disappoints, especially on the grand stage or any even any pay per view, any anything. But like having Ronda and her. Main event mania, like this would piss people off years ago, but now it just is so exciting. You know, it's, it's, they're such an integral part. And not just like being, uh, on a card, but like they can, they can be the, the spectacle of the card. And that's crazy to say now. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing where I think she doesn't win because of whatever. I don't think she, I don't think she loses. I just don't think she wins the title. She can, she can win the match and not win the championship. Right. We we all know that. We've watched wrestling our entire lives, and that's the first thing when people start freaking out. I'm like, they're like, well, Ronda can't lose. Yeah, she probably shouldn't. However, that doesn't mean she becomes champion, and that's where the story starts. And if we do this over time, we do the Nia thing, which leads to a Natty thing, which then somehow. We spin this into a me against the world and then me against Charlotte after I win the Royal Rumble. That all makes sense. We can do this, guys. The 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 thing is, all the booking options that are there, we're not going to sit here and fantasy book this for you guys, but that are there if she doesn't win this championship, if she doesn't come away with this title, what options are there if she does come away with the title? Because I don't really, I can't think of any other than her just running through the entire roster until WrestleMania, which is pretty much what Brock did, and I don't want to see it again. Right. I mean, <clears throat> well, go ahead. I I don't know. I I think to to me, it's just you can't retell a story and just put somebody else's head on it that's been so close in a timeline proximity of like how Brock did it and being that she's such a similar type of obviously switch over from UFC coming here. I, I just don't see a world where that she leaves money in the bank, the champion because it's, and, and that's not saying that's a terrible thing. If, if she does, they could turn around and it could be great. I just don't see it because of what potential they have with this. You know, or any type of mixture of this ending with Stephanie and SummerSlam, and then her and you know Charlotte and Mania. But I don't know. I I don't see it. Well, I think that there's a lot of options for her moving forward. Thankfully, they've got a pretty healthy women's mm-hmm. division. Mm-hmm. She could move into yeah something with Banks, Bailey, Bliss. There's a lot of options out there. 
So, I mean, I, I kind of think that this all ultimately does end with Charlotte at WrestleMania. Uh, I do think she wins the Women's sense. Royal Rumble. I, I think, you know, the only problem is that September, October, November-ish period. But there's a lot of things for her to do, man. And, again, I do think that this is going to heavily involve Stephanie McMahon. So, I think it'll be pretty interesting to see what happens moving forward. I don't think she wins the title. Thanks. Money in the bank, but I think moving yep, forward, we, there's going to be some interesting things happening. Yep, uh, agreed. So I, I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> Calm down, guys. She's probably 98% sure she's not winning this title. She might win the match. The title's not hers yet. She's going to get there, and rightfully so. But we're going to develop this, we're going to see where it goes. Uh, did, did anybody, did you guys, I'm going to throw this out there before we wrap this up. Did either of you see the clip from uh, overseas of Ronda in the tag match that was online like yesterday? I did not. Uh, kayfabe Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> uh, nope. No, I did not. Oh, search it out. Uh, Twitter. Uh, I know it was retweeted by Slice Wrestling. A uh, little plug for them at Slice Wrestling. Check it out. Uh, wow, man. I'm impressed. That's all I'll say. Uh, stick around, everybody. The, f- the end of the show is coming, which is not really the end because we got a lot to talk about, but it's everybody's favorite segment. I don't know if it's everybody's favorite segment, but it's quickly becoming my favorite segment. I know you enjoy it, Mike. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> We're coming back to tell you this week who says something dumb. We'll be right back. 60% of the time, it works every time. Welcome back, everyone, and it's time for... Are you ready for this, King? Okay, I'm ready. Who, Who said something dumb? Our periods are not sank up at all. That was not... We haven't synced up our menses yet. Not We're yet. so off cycle. We will get there. I think we need two more jugs of ice cream and I some. Thought it, I thought it was uh, key the toenail music. painting. Glorious. It wasn't. It was. Anyway, <laughs> no. First one. We're going to do this. We're going to do this this one real quick. I, I just can't let this go by without mentioning it. Sorry, guys, it's not in a run sheet, but I did text you about it. Uh. Finn Balor, and I hate to, I hate to call the man dumb. I love him, and I think this is intentional. A total troll job. Uh, hysterically tweeting out, uh, double fisting Finn, hashtag WWE Geneva, and a photo, of course, of him with a cup of coffee in each hand. But if you don't look at the photo and you just see double fisting Finn, Oh, dear God, the comments on this are priceless on Twitter, guys. <laughs> and he had that huge smile that really just kind of put it to if you did see the picture. <laughs> like, you Takes could, it over the edge, right? You could totally Photoshop this and make this terrible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did the comments say? Oh, dear God. About 40,000 that was like, fist me, Finn. From men and women of the like. Uh, Did you see that picture that's been going around of the woman from a WWE live event? She dressed like a scary hoe. 
but she has a sign and it says <laughs> it says face fuck me fan oh wow well i did not see that but that does not surprise me not the least one bit <laughs> <laughs> like he did this on purpose, right? This tweet was intentional, correct? Oh man, I, I mean, don't know, man, I don't know if maybe he just was really joking around about double fisting some coffee. I mean, it looked like two red Mike. solo cups, so it was something that Finn's originally... not Finn's Finn. He's a troll, man. Finn's not dumb. Dude, no. he, he knew he he met like like we're not gonna sit here. Look, I'm I'm comfortable in my sexuality, and I can tell you, Finn Balor is one in shape motherfucker, and I mean he's a good looking dude. You, I, I know women want to have sex with him, but you're not telling me a guy it, that looks like that that can probably pull name, the tail that he can pull. One. Name one that wants to have Name sex. Name one what? Name one that woman wants... that wants to have sex with Finn Balor. I, don't I know, say I know, like, said gonna... she wanted her face fucked because she didn't say she wanted to have sex with him. She said she wanted her face fucked by him. And that's two totally well, different things. Listen, I'm married, so there's like only one woman I talk to on a regular basis. A face fucking is essentially just a violent blowjob. Well, I will say, yeah, where the woman is extremely passive. (laughs) I'm done. I don't think it needs Uh, further explanation. I I will say though, I have plenty of women that would say face fucked or just fucked. Like they are totally fin fuckers. Yeah, he's a good-looking All I'm I'm saying is there's no way he doesn't know the connotation he put out there, and it was intentional. It had to be. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. Okay. You guys are going to get a kick out of this one. Uh, Travis Bryant of the East Coast cast was actually a guest on the Wade Keller SmackDown Live post-show, and... In their conversation, I believe this was from an email question, and I don't remember I don't remember the details, guys, but long story short, they were talking about Daniel Bryan, they were talking about the Miz, and he made comment of I would be surprised if I ever heard Miz and Match of the Year in the same sentence. And I was like, What the fuck did this guy just say? Because this is on the heels of the match of the night, which, granted, probably wasn't saying much, but let's be real, we all saw it, of The Miz having probably the performance of his life against Seth Rollins in the Intercontinental Championship at Backlash. Not only that, but I recall a superbly good match, not on the caliber of what we just mentioned, of... Miz versus Dolph Ziggler back when Dolph Ziggler's, uh, I believe his career was on the line or whatever we were doing with that storyline. Uh, is someone who's supposed to be an expert on wrestling really going to say that they can't believe they would ever, or, or still, still to this day, don't think they'll ever mention Miz and Match of the Year in the same sentence? Mike? It's crazy, isn't it? He's had so many good matches this it's year. Insane. Is it just, I get it. I get that there's like a stigma. But that's like the same stigma saying John Cena doesn't have good matches. Well, this guy even brought up, even brought up the idea of, yeah, the guy from the real world. Like, he's not the guy from the real world anymore, you idiot. 
it just doesn't make any sense to me. I it's just so idiotic See, to talk with these blinders. This is these five years ago blinders where you just refuse to admit that this dude is one of like the best in the game right now and he puts on a good match he tells you a story you know and it's just goes to speak on people that have to that are brainwashed by this ring of honor new japan style not there's anything wrong with that and i'd like to specifically more focus it on ring of honor and like czw and companies like that Uh, not everything you could tell a story in the ring See, that's crazy because it's the same people that claim to love New Japan, and Miz wrestles a style closer to New Japan than like most people in WWE do. He tells a story. <laughs> he like methodically tells yep. you a, a, a he has a methodic pace and tells you a story in the ring, and see, you hate it because it's in WWE. Fucking ass clowns. To me, like with with the Miz, he and and, and I get the the connotation that he wasn't he's not a great worker and stuff because before I. I got to a point to where I, I was not like a huge Miz fan because of his in-ring work, not because of his mic work. Um, only because I didn't like I, I, it was it was also almost me like almost hating on him. Like I was just like, ah oh, man, I can't stand him. Like he's he doesn't do a lot of good stuff and this and that and the other. And then because I wasn't really around when Miz first come around in his title shot, I've been only in the last like eight years been huge into wrestling again after me having like a six seven year hiatus but man if, if they, he must have been in a cave because the one thing Miz does so well that he like he really got from Ric Flair uh, a big part was he tells the story before during and after and what I mean by that is like with mm-hmm. the mic work mm-hmm. with Spot the in-ring on. work and with his the way he does his heel or face like he plays that he plays that uh that role so well that, um, like most guys are like, man, they're a great in-ring worker, but man, they're not so great in the mic. Or they're great on the mic, but their in-ring work isn't so great. But Miz does, like, beginning, middle, end. He is so great at it that I he has to have at, at least one more heavyweight title run because the guy is just money, and he's he, like, especially yeah. that like when he was playing like that. I'll just last thing, and I let you jump in on that. Like when he was going to like, fine. he's going against uh, Seth Rollins, and her doing this stuff, and he's trying all these st- like he's trying all his finisher, he's trying all these like top end moves that really get um, Seth over, and then he gets him on the turnbuckle when he looks around, and that's one thing that's that's oh so overlooked. Like he looks at the crowd and like basically views the scene of what he's about to do, and people are like, oh my god, he's about to he's about to do it from the top rope. He's going to do his finisher from the top rope, and they get up there and it gets reversed and switched. Like that's the stuff that Miz does that most people overlook. Mm-hmm. It is so great. Mm-hmm. It's like he lets the crowd basically figure out what he's doing before he does it, and so then the crowd's like, holy crap, he's about to do this, and it's just such a it's such a really uh, I don't know. It's just it's to me it just shows Miz what kind of wrestler, what kind of performer he is, and and I think that's squash of not being able to. Well, have yeah, and here's the thing. If if this statement that I heard was made like five, six years ago, I'll even say I'll even say three or four years ago, I might I might have agreed with it. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I've been a lifelong Miz fan because I'm in the same boat. I was not on the Miz train until probably the last two and a half years. But to see what this man has become. 
And to watch this current product and what Miz is doing in this current product, he's one of the best guys in the company. And if you don't see that, then you... Like, like you said, Forrest, you just have the blinders on, man. Just you're you're just you're blind to the guy from the real world becoming a pro wrestler, and that's all you see, and you are missing out on so much fun. And Travis Bryant, you're a silly bitch. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I think it's weird that someone said that because I uh, what he said about the Miz because I thought that the internet was finally starting to make the Miz the cool thing. Yeah, I, I and this is one guy, but here's the, here's the thing, like. Uh, Y'all know I listen to Wade Keller from time to time, and I, of the dirt sheet, quote-unquote, guys, he's one of the ones that I can actually stand because he does seem to still enjoy the product. Uh, but he didn't really chime in to, like, say, no, nah, I don't know how you're saying that. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to step on his, you know, guest co-host toes or whatever, but neither here nor there. I think it's insane, and it definitely ranks in saying something dumb yeah. in professional wrestling. Someone else who said something dumb, and, and this is kind of, this is a, this is a, this isn't a hundred percent, but you know I love my boy Meltzer, so we're still going to give him the something dumb category. And even though he technically still isn't wrong, we're going to give some praise and we're going to some give some criticism. All in, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, sold out in twenty nine minutes when tickets went on sale. Ten thousand seats gone. Twenty nine minutes. If you're out of the loop, this was all kind of snowballed and started from Dave Meltzer making a comment saying that Ring of Honor couldn't sell a tel- sell out a 10,000-seat venue. Cody Rhodes took it personal, and I, I guess him and the Bucks got their heads together and was like, we can do that. Or thought Ring of Honor could do it. Ring of Honor wasn't really into trying that, so they did it themselves, and hey... Before we even go any further, freaking congrats to you guys, because that is so impressive that we could probably spend a whole show just talking about how impressive that is, and we're not going to do that because we're in the fun part. Uh, how dumb does Dave Meltzer look right now, guys? <laughs> the dumbest of dumb. He looks about his usual level of dumb. It's like it, <laughs> I mean, because it's like it, it doesn't matter. It's like his constant usual level of dumb is what he looks, and he always <laughs> lives with this level of dumb. So it's no big deal. Yeah, I guess it is like an expected <laughs> level of dumb, but it's just that's just like especially the product that they have right now. Like, I mean, I guess they've always really had it, but like to not like right, you know, because like a lot of internet marks with the with the Bullet Club stuff and all this, and then but the way they've been like really pushing the pushing the envelope lately uh, and, and that with new japan as well and the, like where wwe's actually has a, some competitions the first time this has happened since pretty much wcw and uh which obviously if if, if in the wrong context that sounds not that great but like they, they're really well kind of like pushing and 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 like taking that next step well here's here's the thing though like you you brought up a pretty solid point there, AJ. I don't. I would not. I st- this is this is an this is the biggest indie show ever. This is not attached to anything. Yes, they're using New Japan guys. Yes, they're using Ring of Honor guys. Yes, they're using Lucha Under- Underground guys. They're using big name uh, WWE former WWE free agent like a Rey Mysterio. 
Uh, Cody Rose himself is a former WWE employee, but let's let's look at this from a different perspective. This still isn't competition to WWE. However, it's impressive to the WWE. Definitely. Do you think that they don't see that these three guys financed a show and sold out 10,000 seats on their own? Now, could they do this night in and night out? No, I, 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 I'll be the one that maybe I'll be on something dumb, but... The Bucks and Cody aren't going to form a touring company and go sell out 10,000-seat arenas on a weekly basis. That's not going to happen. But this is one super show that they're setting up, and they achieve their goal. This can be a craptastic show now, and they've already sold 10,000 tickets, so it doesn't even matter. It's a success. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody's getting paid one way or another. And good for them. This, this to me, is an awesome positive step for the business all around all around and there's no there's no bad that's going to come of this it's all going to be good and that includes for wwe for every guy and girl that's on this card for ring of honor new japan this is going to benefit everyone and even the companies that aren't involved in this that don't have stars there it's benefiting every single one you know who the real winners are the pro wrestling fans yes a hundred percent (laughs) <laughs> I think they're gonna like. Do, so they've got to do some kind of live broadcast of this, huh? They have I, to. I haven't. I haven't heard anything confirmed, but I really hope they do. I. It, it definitely would be something to check out. You know what I mean? Ah oh, man, it makes so much money. Do they? If they could sell that, like, even if it's a free thing, sell it to Facebook and do a Facebook stream or Twitch or YouTube, dude, they could bank some more money and they'd have so many views and it would go viral like over and over it would just be so good for them and for for the business how upset do you think though that we just that Melzer would be knowing that we added him to our who says something that dumb and it's in reference to the young bucks who he sleeps with young buck pajamas on i mean he's got to be a little upset about him putting his foot in his mouth and now it involves his his boy the bucks right right I... <laughs> who knows you can't even predict anything with that dude anymore. I know, I know. Well, guys, let's keep it all in. And let's just do this, bro. Hey, bro. Hi, bro. 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 Listen, bro. Bro. Bro, let me tell you something, bro. Bro. There's somebody who was not invited to all in. Scratch that. Was invited to all in. And got told by Cody Rhodes himself, sorry, you're not invited. That is one Vince Bro Russo, bro. And he's been on the internet. He's been on YouTube. He's been just tearing Cody Rhodes a new one left and right, saying that it's horseshit, that the reason he's not there is because the marks are in the ring, and, you know, they're going to sit there and claim that he's homophobic, and that's why he's not there, and... I wasn't raised that way, bro, and I'm not homophobic, and blah blah blah. Bro, you, bro, you, you, you saying I'm, I'm homophobic is like a shot at me. I lived across the street from two gay guys, bro, and did not know they were gay until I left <laughs> and one went AIDS, bro. I didn't know they were gay, bro. Yeah, that's not how I was raised, bro. So, so he's gonna sit there on his YouTube show and talk about how he's not homophobic because his neighbor was gay. <laughs> that's that's basically like it. someone saying. No, no, dude, no, dude. Like, I know I burnt this cross in the yard. I ain't racist, though, because my neighbor, he's black. Yeah. No, I'm not racist. I got a black friend. 
Yep, got one. I yeah, got at least I got that black control. friend that I that I talk to awkwardly because he's really friends with my best friend, and I don't really like him, but he comes around because he's friends with my best friend. Like, come on, Vince. Come on, Russo. Come on, bro. It's just such a ridiculous. And he, I love how he's always like, "Come on my show and say it to my face." You come know, on man. To my show. Anymore. Yeah, come on to my show and say it to my face. <laughs> like, no. I'm not going to come on your show. I'm Cody effing Rhodes. I'm a huge star, and I'm not going to come on your show and give you any kind and of I don't need fucking your show. play. You stupid fucking idiot. Oh, my gosh, dude. And just, I didn't watch much of this video. I didn't need to see him jerk himself off verbally. <laughs> no. Oh. He's just so preposterous. And such a regular, he is. Uh, such a regular subject in this section of the show it's 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 it, and it, god just sitting him like how can you sit like you're going to sit there and you're going to say i'm not homophobic because my neighbor was gay and nope. then you're going to say because the reason they're saying i'm homophobic right but the reason they're saying i'm homophobic is because I don't let these stupid marks get away with stuff, and I can't believe that I that like these grown men 30, act the way they do men. around these guys and talk about Johnny wrestling and his abs, and that's gay. Yeah, like that's pretty much what he said yeah, without no, saying it. it. Is. But you're not homophobic, and he's talking about how. Which I'm so glad you said it earlier, AJ, about something giving you a wrestling boner. Uh, we've made mention of that, King. That's a line that you like to use, and this guy's talking about how someone said that. Or something along those lines. Yep. That's not normal, bro. That's not normal talk, bro. Dude. You go to you go to you go to guys basketball and girls football events and you don't got yeah. thirty four you all guys acting like that. It's only wrestling guys. You got you got a wrestling boner, bro? That's weird, bro. You don't do that, bro. And I'm just like and you then know, man. it's like, come on, man. Jesus Christ. You know, man, you can say stuff that sounds gay and it doesn't make you gay. <laughs> But, right. but like, based, on can, his, based on his based on his ideology, you can yes, it's good. Refer to things in sexual manners to describe them. It's called hyperbole. Uh, right. Well, you would that's think, a big word, think, and Vince Russo doesn't understand bro, it. that man, bro, I was the head writer for WWF <laughs> during the Attitude Era, bro. Uh, I think I know a thing or two about words. Okay, so he should know what. Fucking hyperbole, words, bro. Uh, so I don't understand what he doesn't understand about it because it's such an easy concept to get, man. Everybody does it. Everybody, every like car people do it about cars, man. They're like, oh, dude, that fucking Mustang makes my dick hard. You right. know, like everybody, right. everybody does that about everything. And yeah, you don't do it about football and basketball because because there's not football and basketball don't have that kind of like you can't get weirdly attached to it like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because the things that you get well, not a... the things like you could say you get a basketball. Fuck man, that dunk gave me a fucking basketball boner. You could say that, dude, man. You like, would say so that, and some people like, "What the hell are you? That's weird, dude. Yeah, what are you talking sports about? Sports are different, man. And that's, to, that's maybe because of like the jock mindset, man. But see, 
I, but exactly, like, and that's what it literally is. Literally, like, every fandom does that about like. You ever watch someone that's like a gun fanatic shoot a gun? They're like, "Whoo, got chubby off that one." But it's and they're like gun fanatics. It, they're like the me, most manly men ever. But to me, it's like it, it does those things. <laughs> it, it, the reason that we attach those to that is because it's not something that everybody enjoys. It's not something that's like a like it, it like in wrestling. Yes, it's it, but then you look at all the other national sports and stuff. Even though wrestling gets a lot of a huge following and and, and is always like trending on Twitter and things like that, but like. It's not something that you would say for a basketball, football, even even. I don't know if I can say with NASCAR because that fandom there is a whole different story. But like, it is, it is really like you know with, with wrestling and things like that. It, it is something that they take a different type of attachment to, not sexually, unless you're talking about the women, or hey, unless you are a guy in the gay bro. Like in a way, it's cool, me bro. I ain't, I ain't mad, bro. I, I live across the street from two gay people, bro. That's not cool. But like, I love those men, bro. Yeah, I didn't know he was gay until he was dying from AIDS, bro. Like, and I'm like, oh wow, he's gay. That's crazy. I love him. Am I gay, bro? No, bro. Maybe, bro. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I really, I it's just a different type of a love for it, and it just, it's not like a homo or a homo gay, uh, like a no homo, but like a, a homo type of love, or like a, a, a heterosexual type of love. But it's just like that's just that's what it does. Like, because that's a way to speak of. This is what gets me going. This is the thing that I love. This thing that I attach to. So it's just, it's really just a funny twist to it. And, and he, it's the way he took it about uh, Johnny wrestling, and, and then using that as his example. Pretty much said, "I'm not gay. I'm not homophobic, but I'm homophobic." So it's like whatever, dude. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, Johnny wrestling's got some fucking killer abs. That I can say that, and it doesn't mean I want to have sex with him. Facts. It- just because a dude has nice abs doesn't mean you want to come on them. But it doesn't mean you don't either, though. <laughs> right. Doesn't mean you don't either, though. Well, right. Well, uh, I well. mean, I mean, I guess it, that's true. I mean, I but know you guys, so I know part, you don't it like does. that. Right. Mostly, it does <laughs> mean that, though. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you went there too. Mm. Oh my god! My oh, this show's so <laughs> off the rails. So <laughs> off the rails. Let's see what we've talked about. Let, let's come back on a wrestling show. Folks. Let's take let's, it in. Almost impossible to do, but the king succeeds at everything. That is a gross joke. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna end the show in this segment with a, a brand new topic for who says something dumb. This week on Drive By, we have made mentions of uh, wrestlers named Enzo Amore abortion clinics. Uh, <laughs> is it just because you like someone's ab doesn't mean you don't want to come on them? But it might. But it, but might. it doesn't. We've just been <laughs> knocking this out of the park, fellas. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Uh, Success. I, I I got nothing else. I'm ready to tap out, fellas. How about you? Uh, well, I would like to add to this Vince Russo thing. <sighs> you might not be a homophobe. But you are the dude that constantly talks shit about the current state of women's wrestling and says they need to go back to being more sexy. So you are certainly a sexist piece of shit at the very least. Yeah. You fucking asshole. At the least. But probably a homophobic sexist piece of shit. Yeah. Probably. Likely. Fair and enough. He's probably you know closet, what, really? 
closet You know gay. what really burns me up about him is that he he wraps it all up in this like outer blanket of Christianity and like love and mm-hmm. how he's like I'm just honest. And first of all, I hate that saying. I'm not an asshole. I'm honest. No, man, you're a fucking asshole. And you're using honesty as a, <laughs> as, as a mask for that, you, you, you dickhead. Right. So, right. but he wraps it up, and that's what really bothers me. He wraps it up in this, like, blanket of Christianity where he's like, my religion won't allow me. But he so backhandedly, like, stabs at everything. And he knows what he's doing. And then just, like, will turn the other, like, out the other side of his mouth. Like, talk about, like, ah, his religion and how it holds him back from, like... But I mean, like, you don't, though, dude. You're you're an asshole, man. Like, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. You're a flat-out asshole, and you're negative, and you hate everything, man. And you're behind the times. And every time you talk about Jim Cornette in the 90s and how he was behind the times, you're just describing yourself today. It's, yep. I'm done. I'm done. With, yep. I'm done. I'm done. The only thing I have to add, coming soon. <laughs> That's a really good way to... Um, uh, have a segue of I'm done with this gay stuff but coming soon good feeling the burn wow <laughs> no <laughs> the story of I'm Enzo Amora in- going to the feeling bathroom the burn. what an in-depth <laughs> review you know, dude. of WWF Sunday Night Heat on USA Network at a p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, the sister show, too. Also coming soon. Shoot at the mothership. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. a new Enzo... I got, comprehensive right, we... review. Hold on, I gotta say the whole title. Shoot at the mothership. A comprehensive review. WCW Saturday night. Home of the mothership here on TBS, baby, at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Saturday nights. Starring our own shooter. They're both coming soon. That's all I have to add. My, I, I don't think so. I don't my, think so. My add to that is I have another name for uh, the, uh, Enzo Amore. He could be the Alaskan Milkman, Certified G. Oh, going deep. <laughs> certified G. Look, guys. And Bonafide Look, dope. guys. Okay. Okay. Just for all our listeners out there, I don't know if you guys have heard about this thing yet. Uh, it's been going around. I saw some clips about it. I was reading about it on the um, Anchorage Daily News. This is some crazy shit, right? Okay, so the Alaskan milkman. What is going on is, uh, picture a milkman in your head, and that's pretty much what I'm talking about. Uh, so in Alaska, houses that are like <laughs> way out in the middle of nowhere, hard to get to areas in Alaska, have been having a very 1940s milkman and a very 1940s milk truck. We're talking white suit, hat, uh, black bow tie, uh, the whole rigmarole, uh, all the bells and whistles, all the accoutrements, if you will. Uh, so he's been showing up at like weird hours, like between like 2 and 4 a.m. and dropping off fucking milk. And he's getting caught on camera. Like these houses have like cameras, but it's like he knows where the cameras are. And he stares like he drops the milk off and then walks up to the camera and grins and stares at the camera for like two to five minutes. Never any longer than five minutes. Always like two to five minutes. And it's – this was during the middle of winter in Alaska. Like these are negative temperatures and he's out there not even bothered by the cold. He's not wearing a coat or anything and he grins at the camera for two to five minutes 
They say he only blinks maybe twice the whole time. Gets back in the truck. I was just going to ask you that. The truck, right? The truck uh, appears to have no problem dealing with Alaskan winters and takes off. And he's been caught on camera literally all over the fucking state of Alaska. Same shit. Isn't that, that is crazy? That's some of the creepiest that's shit the creepiest I've ever shit. heard. The best way to keep it's him away insane. is take your fucking cameras down. Enzo. And here's the crazy thing. <laughs> that's a here's solid, the... solid thought there, AJ. But the milk. <laughs> but then you're then you open yourself up to attack, don't you? They've tested the milk, and it's just regular milk. It's just regular cow milk. So they have nothing to go on. Like, Dude, it's just, just, the, the motherfucker is literally a milkmaid. He's dropping off. They test it. No poisons, nothing. It is I, just fucking milk. I think he's a time traveler that really yeah. thinks this has got milk advertisements, and he's waiting for somebody to got milk on the camera, and then boom. Oh, you know, then you go and what a weirdo. Like, that is so freaking creepy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Google it. And they it. can't track this dude. Google it. Alaskan milkman. Or uh, milkman <laughs> of Alaska. Throw it in your Google machine, folks. Your mind will be blown. It's some disturbing shit. That's all I know. But that's all I've got. That's all I got, too. AJ, it was a pleasure having you with us today. Having the elitist unite for a super kick party, man. This was a blast. Sure freaking was. And as fun as it was, it's probably time for me to go back and kick it with Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Your hairy, uh, your hairy buddy is uh, missing you. You can go hey. squashing with him and do some tree knocking and just take a photo, man. That's all we want. And if you wow, guys, one photo. Out. Yes. Will you find out if his dick really smells like sex panther corn or if it's all been Is it gay that I already know that? Ooh. The answer to that. No, because I'll be honest. If that wasn't <laughs> like one of the first two, three questions you asked Bigfoot... I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Dude, it, it, here's the thing. Within 10 feet of him, just scream Sex Panther. You know. You know. You know. Okay. You know. Yep. Yep. Wow. Well, guys, <laughs> we got to get out of here. This train just wrecked. I say it every week. We have to pick up the piece. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next time. Later, y'all. Take it easy.